Welcome to episode 100 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me indulging the superego at S-E-A-T-J-K, and with me tonight for episode 100, as always, is Chris. (laughs) Where are you showing us your id, Chris? Uh, At CD Villasenor on Twitter, and it's not just my id, it's a really terrific id. Oh, yeah. Many people are saying. (laughs) A lot of people say it's a tremendous, tremendous id. That's what I've been hearing. Well, you know you can interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. This week, we're treating ourselves to ourselves as we break down a few things that have been on our minds with a little help from our friends. In segment one, we'll talk about a laundry list of first world problems before moving on to the guys of the world, which will make more sense when we get there. And finally, we'll wrap things up with a few times the parents of the world used passive aggression to roast the hell out of their kids. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for Dejawa before heading to the OT for a crisis of infinite Earths. Before we start, let's go to the phones. Hey guys, it's Alex Myers with Golf Digest. Just wanted to congratulate you on your 100th episode. That's a tough number to get to, even if you're Tiger Woods, so well done. Hey, this is Josh. I had the pleasure of being a guest way back on episode 95. You can catch me retweeting the sloppy seconds of the 2 on 3 podcast at Joshua Tufts on the Twitters. Who'd have thought you guys would have made it to 100 episodes? Just like your combined ages, you guys keep getting better the longer you go. Here's to many more years and many more episodes. Hey, this is Chris Ritalik, and you're listening to the 100th episode of the 2 on 3 podcast. Congrats to Ty and Chris on your centennial edition of this great podcast. Looking forward to hearing more, particularly your pre and post Rise of Skywalker's takes. I got my own take in that Ray is Luke Skywalker's illegitimate child. Discuss. Hey guys, what's up? It's Brian. Uh, Congratulations on episode 100. I've been a loyal listener since day one, and uh, this is just a cool thing for you guys. Of course, I think that your best episodes were episode 79 and episode 90, which I appeared on those episodes, and if you missed them, go check them out again. And of course, always follow me at BrianSchwartz04 on Twitter. Uh, just a couple of things I wanted to say because, you know, you managed to do the rock episode last week without me, which I couldn't believe, but, uh, I had to put my thoughts in on Billie Eilish and of course the Motley Stadium Tour 2020. First of all, you know, Billie Eilish, come on, you're in the industry. You need to know who Eddie Van, at least Eddie Van Halen is. I mean, just like the Beatles and Elvis changed the way things happen in music. Eddie Van Halen changed the way things happen in rock and roll. And you need to know that, Billie Eilish, because you're in the biz. Do your homework, honey. And as far as the stadium tour, the Motley Stadium Tour goes, it all comes down to this. If Vince shows up fat and can't do it, it's a bust. But if Vince shows up in shape, it's going to kick ass. And here's me voting for Vince to have it all in line and motley kick-ass just like they did before. 
Love the show, guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on. And here's to 100 more, fellas. Keep kicking ass. So tonight we went to the Silent Quest Parade. Right. And I saw something uh, that made me think of one of our favorite podcasts. Oh, which one? Two on three. Because I saw... Oh, I like those guys. I know. And they talk about uh, marching bands and Americana. They're like us, but American. Yeah. American existentialism. I didn't say that word right, but that's okay. It's late. (laughs) That is one of their things. They use $10 words. They are smart. They are funny. And when I saw the marching band, I thought, this is a poor excuse for a marching band. I need to record this and show them what we're working with. That's right. (laughs) How it's so different here in Canada, the differences between the two of us. Yeah. Much unlike our podcast, How Is Your Week, Honey? Our couples podcast that we do up here in Canada, hosted by myself, Chris, and my ever beautiful and two on three listening wife, Kristen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> if you like to interact with us, my Twitter is at Chris Meyer BC and Kristen is at KMMR. Yes, it is. All right. This is after our show. So you'll hear four martinis in. That's right. But yeah, we just wanted to check in and congratulate our friends, Chris and Ty, on their 100th episode. That's a huge milestone. That is. I actually had the privilege of being one of their guests on episode 71 where we talked about how neighborly is too neighborly and how close are you with your neighbors, as well as if any celebrities could be criminals, exactly what kind of crimes would they be convicted of? Mm-hmm. And I'll just would love to let you know that I, I took Taylor Swift down for you. I know. I, I did hear that one. <laughs> but you were their guest too, weren't you? I was, yeah. You I know, was... Much, much after me. I, I get it. I am always the second one out of the two of us that get asked. And I'm okay with that. I don't know, but a little birdie told me that I may have had the most listens out of the two of us. So. Oh, you're a download machine. <laughs> I was on episode 93, uh, where we talked about Beverly Hills 90210, the reboot, reboot. But I also want to offer my congratulations. And I was going to have a little rant because I feel like I should have a rant because they even made us a drop for my rants. <laughs> Ty did, yes. Yes, Ty did. So the only thing I have to say is, you know, thanks for stealing our show. What? What? <laughs> They're kind of like us. Our premise is like we're a couple, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like them. Yeah, they're a couple of sorts. And, you know, like they have the affable, nice guy, doesn't want to say anything incorrect, Chris, which is literally you. <laughs> yeah, well, we're easygoing. Okay. And then there's like the other side, which is like me mm-hmm. or like Ty. Yeah. And we're like the pricks of the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that, that's one take on it. For for me, I enjoy Chris. I do his. He has a take on everything. And even if we don't agree on everything, i.e. turkey dinners. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like he's funny. He makes me laugh and he makes me think. And then. The other side, Ty, he helps remind me what a crappy human being I can be sometime. It makes me strive to be better. Yes, this is true. Because he has a lot of issues with society. And I relate to all of them. Everything he says, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel that. But congratulations, guys. A hundred episodes is nothing to sneeze at. And I really do mean this. I hope that there's a hundred more. We enjoy listening to you each and every week. You make me think, you make me laugh, and you make me be better. 
So I appreciate it. And I am not under the same disillusionment as Chris. I do not feel that there'll be 100 episodes more because every time we do one of these, they quit the next week. This this seems to be a trend. Uh, I feel like I'm partly to blame. Um, it's probably true. Yes. <laughs> I really get, hope you guys don't because like Chris said, the key is you guys make us think. After every episode, I really think about what you brought to us. And I know that's probably hard to think of a new topic every week. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. I, I wouldn't be able to You do and that. I just talk about shit that happened to us. That week. And when we don't, we bring up brackets. Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. But you guys actually think of topics every week that make me think. And I appreciate that. So thank you. Happy 100. Happy 100, guys. This last one comes from our friend Matt from Nowhere in Particular, and he says, Congratulations on a huge milestone. 100 eps is no joke. I knew two years ago when we talked about you starting a podcast that it would be a success because you guys are smart, funny, and great conversationalists. You found your groove early because it was so natural. Thanks for having me on as a guest so I can scratch my podcast itch. It's always a blast. Here's to the next 900 episodes. You're working toward an even thou, right? Well, our thanks so much to all our guests who took the time to send us a quick word of congratulations. And to those of you who do just enough downloading to keep us going every week. Chris, do you have anything nice to say to our friendly listeners as we celebrate this? Listeners? What are, what's a listener? <laughs> <laughs> you think yeah, I know how to do this by now? I know. It's a hundred shows, man. <laughs> the, uh, Sometimes no. I've been drinking. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who's supported us. You know, we started this as just a little project. This is something that we thought would be fun. And it, you know, it turned into a hundred episodes. It, it happens fast. Uh, Is it a bit fast? <laughs> you know, I think so. It's it's one of those, you know, they always say about kids, it's like the uh, the days are long, but the years are short. It's kind of the same deal with this. Because like, there are times when we come right up to the show, it's like, I, we don't know what to talk about. But, it, but then it <laughs> those, comes those together. And then some days you've got plenty of good ideas, like an abundance of ideas that you can't all get into the show. And then mm-hmm. the next week, all the good ideas you had last week don't really fit for the next week. Yeah. And you feel like you've wasted them. So it's, it's speaking of first world problems, but the, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so thanks to everybody for supporting us and people who've been very generous with their time to uh, come on the show and, and fill in for us and, and just be part of the part of the party. So thank you so much. I know I like the show a lot more when I'm not on it. <laughs> you do <laughs> i just enjoy listening to it it's just it's a different experience yeah it's it's fun to look from the outside in on 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 these so and it's always fun to hear some of the other you know people on other podcasts when they sort of jump around so it's been uh i i, I feel like uh, i feel like maybe uh you know we should lend ourselves out more to our friends should they need help let us know we'll come on to your shows Absolutely. I mean, I'm generally not available, but I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> I, mean, I generally am. <laughs> this is one of those times you said it was a little project. I think it's still a little project. But, you know, coming into this episode, uh, I was really sort of lamenting the fact that we didn't have a little bit more organization in our back catalog or, or frankly, that I didn't have more time to sort of comb through it because I really would have loved to do a clip show. I think that could have been a lot of fun. And maybe at some point I can pull that together. Um but the, the the idea of going back through the back catalog and finding all the stuff I want <laughs> sounds unpleasant. Yeah, if we had an intern, if anyone yeah, wants to intern for us, yeah, you want to uh, make the clip show. If you want to produce the two on three <laughs> clip show, you hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> Buy you a six pack of beer. We definitely will uh, give you something nice. Yes, a friendly thank you and a handshake. 
Well, with that, let's get to the show. All right, so for segment one, um, I've sort of been cataloging these as I've gone on, and, and none of them has been long enough to be an actual show and or an actual segment, but they all together can make up a segment, and they really are, I mean, first world problems. They're embarrassing. They're almost things I don't even want to bring up, um, but part of the show is catharsis. So tonight, since we're celebrating ourselves, I thought we'd run a little jam session here on uh, <laughs> on ourselves. On our, on our first world problems. The, uh, the, so I'm just on a lead here with saying that when if you work in IT like I do, most of your problems are first world problems. Like a great deal of my problems are, are first world. These are the problems of privilege. I, I am not under any, any disillusion about my, my struggles in life. But uh, I have ordered my problems from most trivial to least trivial. <laughs> are you ready to hear it? Yeah. Go ahead. Hit me with your first one. Okay, so uh, over the course of our vacation in the summer, we stopped by like one of those specialty like cooking oil shops. Have you ever been to one of those places? They said, <laughs> <laughs> Already, here we go. Yeah, right? This is the point. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like you go I, in there and they fill the bottle, right? And then they yeah. shrink wrap it in front of you. And uh-huh. how big do you want it? Okay. Oh, yeah. So I went in there and I got some very fancy black truffle oil to cook my chops in. And, and uh, it's it's been delicious and I've enjoyed cooking with it. Um, but I have to say when I... When I went to unwrap it and I got it back from the, the store and I got home, it was all oily. And I was just, it was really annoying. <laughs> My bottle from the self-fill oil store is oily. Yeah. By the way, the, the judges at CHOP would like beat you up severely for using too much black truffle oil. I don't use a lot. They hate it. They hate it when people use truffle oil. On I chops. use it for pork chops. Oh. I think it's delicious. All right. I hear you. Do you want me to continue? <laughs> you want me to jump into mine? If you like. Here's my favorite first world problem is cleaning up for the cleaning lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every other Sunday, you know, it's one of those sure. things where you're like, oh, we've, the cleaning lady's coming. Do we have to clean up for the cleaning lady? Well, you need it to be clean so that she can clean. Right. Right. Get, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get, get all your shit off the floor. First of all, they won't pick up because <laughs> right. that's just not what house Correct. cleaners do. Correct. So you got to straighten everything up so they can come in and whiz through there. Right. So, They're here to clean. But I grumble because, you know, especially if the late football game is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so the Seahawks are playing the Sunday night game. You could clean up on Saturday. I'm not cleaning up on Saturday because <laughs> I have to lounge around, lounge around on Sunday. I'm just going to mess it all up. Well, my next one really dovetails nicely into that because I don't like to cook immediately after the housekeeper comes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that I make a new mess like immediately. Like, yes, I hear you. Yeah. So you have to go out, which, dovet- <laughs> which dovetails into my next one is, which is. Um, this is embarrassing. <laughs> this is great. But we already had sushi this week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had sushi on Tuesday. This is a terrible idea. I we can't had, we're doing this. We had sushi on Tuesday. We can't go to the sushi place on Friday. It's Friday. No, we can't have sushi. We had it on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. People, our, our listeners, completely are living this. Don't let don't let them fool you. Don't let them don't let them trick you into think they don't do the same exact same BS that we do because they do. Well, you know, sometimes I lament my access to cold, fresh, filtered water. <laughs> immediately when i've come in from the outside where it's too hot mm. and if you're out of breath a little bit you get a big glass of water and then you haven't quite caught your breath and you start to suck the water too quickly and for a moment it feels like you're gonna drown <laughs> like you've waterboarded yourself yes, with a yeah. with a thermo with a yeah. with a 50 dollar uh water bottle 
I get the cheap ones. <laughs> I get the off-brand uh, Yetis. The speaking of, speaking of my daughter's first world problem, like you know, so we'll we'll be going somewhere to maybe some hit golf balls or something like that, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Dad, can you grab me a water?" Like a single-use plastic. We have some in the garage. Just oh, like you're for, a bad because, person. No, we don't. You, it's for emergencies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then for other things. But I'd be like, uh, uh, it's like, don't you have like a $50 hydro flask inside? Can you just go get that and fill it full of water? And then the eye roll, which of course is her. I'm just like, go inside now. Go get it. Do it. My seven-year-old daughter threw, I won't call it a fit, but a, a mild fit about having to basically go down the stairs to get her toothbrush and, and retrie- <laughs> like to retrieve it. I was like, what the fuck? You spoiled? Shit. You gotta be kidding me. So it's funny because my, my father grew up in Japanese-occupied Philippines. Right. <laughs> so, right, right. So, so... And of course, I didn't have any like actual hardship growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Back in my day, it was like we only had forty nine cable channels when I was a kid, right? That's the that's yeah. The, we've heard about your privileged upbringing. That's not <laughs> listen. My dad worked hard to give yeah, us nice. I'm stuff. not saying you didn't deserve it. Hey, but what I'm saying is that that you have to make references to other people. <laughs> I have to make references to other people who had hardship, like real hardship. Oh, oh. you, you can't even lean on your own, like, difficult no, childhood. What, what hap- I have no real deal hardships, which is great for me. God bless me. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm thrilled that I have to, I have to do this. <laughs> but it's, when I was a child, the water bottles were plastic and the water got warm in 30 minutes. Well, we, we drank out of the hose <laughs> well, in the yeah. yard. And my dad wouldn't even let me let it run until it got cold. Right, <laughs> you had to drink the hot summer water, and we got pla- and we didn't and we got brain damage from the plastic. Right, you BP ate up. <laughs> that would explain a lot. Yeah, exactly. So the dry cleaners, <laughs> the dry cleaners. When you get the shirts back for the dry cleaners, they button the first button and the third button, which like creates a weird bubble in the button placket if the shirt hangs for too long. So I don't like that I have to go through and manually button all those buttons. <laughs> but that's, no. a, that's a le- that's a legi- that's a legitimate complaint. Because do you, do you do light do you do light starch or anything like that or nothing nothing like that? No, not really. I, know. Because, I used to. Because yeah, they, they that, fuck it up too much. Right. Because that because that really screw up that that. But that you know button. it'll hang there right, and that little bubble pops out, and then you go to wear it with that with that button buttoned. But then like right. something weird has happened to the button placket, and the collar doesn't sit correctly. Can I sidebar here? Have you seen sure. the Have you seen the shirt that has like the little secret button the the little secret two and a half second and a half button, so you don't look like you're like you're like all your chest hairs flying out of your shirt like you're some disco guy. Like it's a it's a it's a polo type shirt, but okay. it has a secret button. So that you can keep the top two unbuttoned, but the whole thing doesn't flop open. Interesting. I have not seen that shirt. Yeah, that makes sense. I watched so, a training video today, and it was there was a man with distracting chest hair speaking to me <laughs> on the camera. I was like, "Why would you choose that?" Like, was you're it, recording was a video that's just head and shoulders, and like a three inch triangle in the middle of the screen is your red chest hair. <laughs> distracting. It was really. So wait, was his shirt unbuttoned too far, or did he just have like a lot of chest hair? No, he just it was the kind of guy where like unless he's wearing a crew neck shirt under his 
collared shirt, you're going to see his chest hair, and he just had the top button unbuttoned. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, something else. You got to manscape that. You got you to you gotta square that away. Or put a crew neck on. I mean, I know you might not like the look, but I didn't like looking at your chest hair while I'm trying to pay attention to what you're saying. <laughs> Here's Tormund Giants Bane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should just grow a beard that covers your chest hair. He had a beard. It just wasn't long enough. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on that. Too, his neck was too long. Here's kind of a first world problem that I don't think people considered a first world problem, but it's I always think it is when people complain about being sore from working out. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really bad about this. Yes. Oh God, I work. I went to I went to bar class or whatever. Whatever people do, I went to I rode my Peloton. <laughs> too much yesterday and now i'm all sore and then i drank three martinis did you see the follow-up to the peloton commercial oh god you know ryan reynolds really is really is one of one of our geniuses in this world he's not he's, a national treasure because he's canadian <laughs> he's there he's there he's their national treasure right but um but yeah he that whole that whole aviation gin thing and the things that he does with Hugh Jackman always make me laugh. Were they yes. like burning on each other? He's he's a funny guy. He's got a he's 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 perfect for social media. He's like a perfect social media celebrity. Well, speaking of chest hair and perfect chests, I have one more thing to get off of mine. <laughs> I'm uh, fortunate enough to sometimes have my groceries delivered to my house. <laughs> um, there's you know, and there's it's it's. I don't want to complain about it, but it creates its own set of problems. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about my yes, <laughs> you want to complain about. It. Of course you do. Well, we've talked about my issues of bagging the groceries and how I like things to be a certain way so that I can it's mostly so that when I get them in the house they're easier to handle. Well, the grocery right. delivery they one bring a lot of things like not very many items in plastic bags. Like here's here's a, a plastic bag with an onion in it. Like really? a plastic an onion in a plastic bag in another plastic bag. <laughs> it's just absurd. So that's that's upsetting. So it's kind of hard to get in the house because it's in these like those flimsy bags, right? And usually we're ordering quite a bit of groceries. We have family here, and yeah, you got to set up a delivery window. That's not always ideal. I got to be here. The things that I really have a gripe with though is that they substitute stuff, and I think it's because they're lazy. Like they will substitute things. They'll be like, "Well, we didn't have this, or we're out of this." And I'm like, "I come to that store twice a week. I've never not been able to buy this thing. What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> I know it's there. Should we go down there and see together? Right. I'll drive down to the store to show you where it is on the shelf, pal. That's <laughs> how I feel about it. You're ne- you're never out of Ritz crackers. And then the one time they substituted one percent milk, we ordered one percent milk, and they substituted whole milk, and I was like, "Hey, this is <laughs> you're this not close. acceptable parameters." <laughs> you could give me two percent milk, and maybe yeah, and whole maybe- milk. What what do you think this is? Uh, some kind of lunatic? <laughs> What do you think uh, I'm feeding calves over here? Do you think I'm like actual cat raising cattle where I have to feed them whole milk? Children wake up every morning with a phlegmy hack. <laughs> oh, I got to cough up all this pus you fed me. <laughs> but this latest deal with the grocery delivery guy, he showed up 30 minutes early and was irritated that I wasn't like amenable to it. I was like, I'm on the fucking phone, bro. Like there's a Wait, window for a reason. Don't they dump? Don't they just dump it and won't run? No, that's so. That's like if you do like the Amazon stuff, they dump uh-huh. it in totes. The grocery delivery people, are like you got to be here to take the oh from the grocery oh, that's, store. Okay, but yeah. he was like he was he, then he I was like well just unload it on the porch and I'll be right back because I like dropped off my call unprofessionally to go answer the door. I'll be like I'll be right back. Uh huh. And then I got the remote headset on and then w- went down there and was on mute and was unloading the groceries off my porch as this guy's <laughs> rudely unloading them. Like I'm reaching my hand out and he's putting the bags down in front of me. 
Uh. <laughs> I was like, "You piece of shit!" And then at the end of the at the end of the, the, the when he's done, he starts to walk away and he says something. And I can't hear him because I have a headset on. And I pull my headphone out and I'm like, "What was that?" And he's like, "Sorry, I interrupted your afternoon." I was like, oh. what? "My guy, like <laughs> my dude, <laughs> you weren't supposed to be here for thirty minutes. I would have been free, and this wouldn't have been a problem. You can't get up in my grill, right?" Oh. Yeah, you have a window. You're you're out of the window. So I guess I should go to the store on my own time. Well, I mean, I understand why you're taking advantage of the service. I'm here. Yeah, you're here. You're there. You've got job to do. Your yes. wife works. She's got a job to do. I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah. it's easy to take 15 to 20 minutes to take to go unload the groceries and bring them in the house than it is to go to the store for an hour and a half, two hours. Right. I can't really do that in the middle of the day. Yes, that is that is. That that can be difficult for people. I get. I understand why the, that grocery delivery is very popular and it's a big thing. Can I all sneak right, well, one last one in before we get to segment all two? All right, fine, fine, fine. All right. The kids are sitting in my massage chair when I go to use it. <laughs> yeah, that, I would be irritated by that too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you kids, get out of that massage chair. Anyway, don't sit in my dad's chair. He'll don't sit you. in. Don't sit in the dad. Di- what is that? What is the? What's the Chris Rock bit? The comfy chair and the big piece of chicken. <laughs> That's what dad. That's what dads get. That's the. That's all dads get. But that's the very. That's the low bar of. I don't want the big, of, big piece of chicken. Give of, me the thighs, baby. But paternal entitlement. Yeah, the big thigh. The big pea. The big. Yeah. Big chicken. I don't want that, the, that big dry breast. I don't want that. <laughs> we don't even buy the white meat anymore. <laughs> Segment number two. All right. So I came across a great Twitter thread. One of these engagement Twitter threads that uh, people send out. Send me your or everybody. Just they say something, right? So Caleb says things. At Caleb says things says every city has a guy they all know about. You can visit a friend in their town and see a man dressed in robes riding a horse, and your friend will go, "Oh yeah, yeah, ha ha, that's horseback Jesus." And then that's just the end of the explanation. <laughs> well, Caleb has enough followers that uh, that triggered some responses, of course. Like you, you put something like that out, and everybody's going to respond with their guys. So I thought that uh, we could go over some of the guys of the world. I thought it was just going to be the guys of America, but as I went through the, uh, the the thread a little deeper, it really did branch out internationally. The one that I liked right off the bat was Milwaukee apparently has the Milverine, which is a guy who is a construction worker who likes to power walk shirtless and strongly resembles Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a guy. That'd be a good guy to have in your uh, in your uh, in your town. I, I would enjoy the Wolverine power walking guy. <laughs> Does he walk really close to my house? Because maybe not. There's there. We have a dude in our. Wait, in is our, he in the neighborhood? <laughs> we have a dude in our neighborhood who's the walking guy he's like this mm. kind of this bigger guy he's got this blonde curly hair and every time we go out he's walking we see him walking like it almost never fails especially on the weekend you could be out anytime and here he is walking he's, i think he's just walking maybe for a constitutional maybe he's just one of those people who just can't sit still i don't know what his deal is but he is walking all the time we have a guy in our neighborhood that walks all the time yeah he's doing he's, it for fitness reasons yeah but he's just around I don't. I don't know where he's going. He just. He's not. I know. He's just. But he's, he's never exercising. In this, he's never in this. He just. It's odd though. Is it? Because <laughs> it's not that he's always walking, but every time we go out, he's walking. You, you ever okay. do that with people? Like they run into you. It's like, hey, you're always here. Every time I see you, you're always here. I'm like, well, every time I see you, you're always here. But I'm not always here. <laughs> you're here when I'm here. Right. In Portland, we have um, we have Darth Vader. He's you know the Darth Vader guy, right? In the utility yeah. kilt. 
who rides a unicycle and plays bagpipes that shoot fire. <laughs> That's Portland has a bunch of the guys. <laughs> Let's be clear that Portland has a, a, a dearth of the guy. I think every dude in Portland's trying to be a version of the guy to where when they walk by, they say, oh, that's that guy. You think that the people are asp- they're aspiring to be the guy? Yes. Oh, my God. They're absolutely aspiring to be some version of... They want to be known not by their name, but as the guy. They're, they're going for weirdo branding. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, you're the guy who... You're, uh, you know, you're... Bicycle rights. <laughs> you're you're wear a thong cowboy hat guy, or you're right. uh, you know yeah right yeah. I mean, like somebody mentioned on this thread that in Manhattan that weird is an entire industry, like yeah. street weird. Right, right, exactly. Portland is Portland is that. Although I don't think anybody's sort of making money <laughs> being weird. You I know, mean, the, the people in Times Square must be right. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess they have they they. They put the hat out, right? They're basically busking for weird. Or, you know, there's the people who dress up like Captain America or something like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. they're not really like unlicensed Captain America <laughs> guy who takes pictures with people. The uh, Here in Seattle, we have Too Serious uh, Blue Friday guy. Oh, yes. You know, you know, you know Too Serious Blue Friday guy? Uh, is there a specific one, or are you just talking about in general? There's a lot of them. <laughs> they're wearing, they're wearing. You're wearing too much Seahawks gear. You can't. You don't have to wear the Seahawks pants and the game jersey and the Seahawks hoodie underneath the game jersey and the hat. I only to go work. for costume if I'm to going work. To, yeah, <laughs> to I only work. rock that kind of stuff. If I'm going to the stadium <laughs> to work. I've got to be. Yeah, yeah. No, I was never a jersey in the office kind of person. Yeah. No, I always felt like it made you look like a child. And again, you, I'm not pro Jersey on adult men in general, except at the stadium where I make it an, an exception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we have a few uh, we have a few uh, too serious Blue Friday people at my work. Nice. Do they wear it on Friday when there's no game? No, actually, they're very good about only wearing it. I did. I messed that up. The other, I messed that oh, up. You on Blue Friday when there was like a buy. Well, I have a very I have a very subtle office appropriate blue friday and you can just wear it i can just wear it it's not like a it's not like a jersey it's not like a big it's not a big show it's it's a very subtle show so i did screw that up (laughs) when we had the monday night game i wore my oh i think friday is acceptable for monday that's okay yeah that's the oh it's the off the bye week is it's the bye week or or (laughs) when there was a thursday night game and then you're dressed up the next day that's my favorite one actually it's like yeah did you watch game last night what <laughs> You're a real fan. Cool. You're such a twelve. Well, we'd be remiss if I didn't spend a few minutes here on Danny Lim, who apparently is a sandwich board man in Sydney, Australia, and he won a lawsuit over a. Uh, I don't have the details, but he won a lawsuit over a sandwich board that says, "Smile." It says CVN apostrophe T. So I don't know. <laughs> Can't. What? CVN apostrophe T, and it says, "What is it? What is he? Julius Caesar? What? Do you, I mean, what are you?" <laughs> I'm not going to say the C word on the show, so he right. says smile, yes. CVNT, and then it says why CVNT, and I'm like, what are you doing? doesn't seem good, but I wanted to take a minute and read some of the signs that Danny sports, so some good ones, some very straightforward ones, like uh, love, rainbow, smile, peace, harmony, marriage, equality, now, um, cost effective, love or horny, peace be with you, and then some... 
weird stiff here like health is wealth to lower risk prostate cancer 21 times blow your load ejaculation natural carcinogenic cleansing process peace be with you <laughs> are we really taking uh prostate health uh, uh advice from the sign guy uh, save save the bees avoid the sting your extinction <laughs> He's got a wide range of messages he's, to get out in the world. Yeah, he's 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 uh I think he's pushing for the greater I think he's pushing for you trying to push for the greater good. I but what's smile CVNT why CVNT? <laughs> that seems that seems it seems anti to the, what he's trying to do. Like it, it feels does. like it feels like he's trying to to bring people close closer together by educating them on wider problems. And then, and then he, then he comes out with something just wildly misogynistic like that. It just, it, it, uh, and it lowers, it lowers the value of the rest of his messaging. Really. It's very strange. I need to do some more research. I'll, I'll update our listeners in a future episode about, uh, what that's supposed to mean. Because yeah, it seems sort of like, I don't know, misplaced. <laughs> do we still uh, have, do we still have the sign guy who, I was always I'm always pissed about the sign guy because there's this dude downtown. He's got this sign like he hates everyone, right? I hate blah blah blah. You know, all these people get involved, like all these racial groups and types of people get involved on this I hate sign. Okay. And Filipinos don't show up on there at all, <laughs> and it kind of pisses me off. I'm like, hey, dude, show some respect. Show some respect for the Filipino man. You want some hate? You know, there's not even you know, there's not even a good ethnic slur for my people. So some, I'm going to do something one day <laughs> to put us on the map to where they finally. That's my goal. Well, you're going to have to wait a while because right now, no matter what you do, you're not going to rise above the din of the insanity that's occurring every day. <laughs> I think I maybe I, I lost my I lost my chance to put you know to really to really uh, arrive as a as a as you know, the Filipinos is a race to be, you know, feared. I don't know. Until I show up on that guy's sign, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep working at it. All right. A couple <laughs> others I wanted to mention. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I want to be on the, the white hate sign. That's yes, quite a life I want to be on the white hate side. Is this too much to ask? <laughs> uh, Leo from Glasgow. Uh, I assume Scotland. It doesn't say. He, uh, he <laughs> Glasgow, <raves>. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, Texas. Uh, he raves. He's so the picture of him. He's on some multicolored cobblestone brick street, and he's wearing a white track jacket and silvery white track pants. He's bald. He looks like he's about five foot four uh, and about forty eight years old, and he looks like the Great Gazoo, but a white guy, and he's dancing. Okay. So I'm concerned now that we're making fun of people with mental health issues. Now, well, I, mean, <laughs> I think I think maybe there's a line here where mental health issues are definitely playing into this this threat. Yes. <laughs> because at least you're on the spectrum somehow. I mean, somewhere, some way, right? Well, not everybody. I mean, the Milverine just likes like, to work out with his shirt off. Well, I mean, you know, if you've got a decent physique, you should, you know, you should you shouldn't be afraid to, you know, get the shirt off. Well, what about like a lady in Vancouver who just walks around with a duck in a stroller? <laughs> What's the story? Well, you don't want your duck just walking around on her own in the city. 
because true. It's because they might get they might get into the traffic. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to keep tra- tabs on that duck. <laughs> right. <laughs> the last one I want to mention is not a guy, but rather something that I saw get uh, popped up in my feed three days ago with um, a monkey who rides a Siberian husky's back in South Trinidad. <laughs> okay. How yeah, does, so, how no, does there's he... no information because every time anybody gets close to them, they run off. There's just a so look up monkey and a husky. And he, he said monkey just is clinging to the husky's back. Like and the husky doesn't arm. mind? It just, uh, just totes him around? It seems like they're best friends. <laughs> maybe they're having an adventure together. You know, maybe they're maybe they're the subject of a Disney film that's occurring in real life. It appears to be a capuchin monkey, so it was probably kept as a pet and got away, or who knows? I mean, I don't know what the monkey situation is in Trinidad. Um, but the woman who posted this said, for about four months, I've been telling people that there's a husky and a monkey roaming the streets and when I'm jogging, and I'm just happy this time when my phone was in my hand, they normally run away. Nobody used to believe me, but watch it. And uh, you can see a video of a monkey riding a husky's back and running off. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, second number three. Well, I grabbed another fun thread that I have held, been holding on to for the right time. And since we often do a lot of parenting talk on the show, I thought episode 100 would be a good time to break this out. And it is a essentially um, at Alana Bennett tweets that, please tell me about a time your parents unintentionally dragged you within an inch of your life. I'll go first. Once in college, my mom sent me a care package that was just acne face washes in the book. He's just not that into you. <laughs> That's great. That's good Before for I, that's good for my friend Greg Barrett's career as well. <laughs> what, just roasting? No, it's his book. Oh, the book. All oh, right, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> Little plug for him. Little plug for Greg. Do you have? Can you think of a time where you said something that, that's mortified your daughter? I, my kids aren't really well, old enough for this yet. Well, first of all, first of all, when you grow up as a, a chubby kid, your life is completely this situation. <laughs> okay. It's like oh. Oh, Chris, you know, thank you for buying this shirt for Chris, but it, he's too fat to wear it, essentially, is like what comes down. Like presents, like clothes, like, mm-hmm. like your your relatives will buy you clothes. Oh, Chris, we got you this shirt from the thing. It's like, okay, try it on. And my mom will be like, oh, no, that's Chris is much too big for that. It's not the shirt's too small for Chris. Yeah. No, Chris is too big for that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a hilarious. So when your when your parents don't aren't native English speakers, like a lot of this stuff kind of just comes out, right? It just they just don't they just they're just getting to the point. They they understand that oh Chris is so it's maybe easier in their brain to just say well Chris is too fat, <laughs> kind of a thing. And it's a very Filipino thing to walk in, and of course. People go, oh, it's like, oh, this is our son, Chris. Oh, and then Filipino people are like, oh, he's so fat. Like, <laughs> you know, I am standing here, people. I, I, am, a, I am a person with feelings. But this it. happened a lot to me. Like, a lot. It, a lot. it still happens to me. But it's still. But when I was a kid, when you hang out with the Filipinos, they always would find a way to, like, figure out why. It's like, oh, Chris can eat it. He's fat. He can have more. Because he's fat. Like, they'd be serving food. Yeah. It's like, oh, Chris, you take more because you're fat. It's like, yeah, it's already happened. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not trying to keep it under control anymore. My other favorite thing, my sister-in-law has this hilarious 
hilarious thing about she'll be thinking about something and like she will have tried something a product that she likes uh-huh. but here's how it comes out chris do you brush your teeth <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> yeah Yes, of course. Of course, I brush right. Well, she's just trying to say that you know she found like a toothbrush or like some toothpaste that she liked. I I switched my toothpaste and I really like it. But the first question she asked, or like, Chris, do you wash your hair? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. What? This is her way of finding out if you're interested. It's just, it's just her way of getting to the. I tried. I, I. I found this shampoo that I really liked. Or so if you can think about anything, she always finds the most hilarious way to to ask you. Chris, do you wear pants? Chris, do you wear underwear? I mean, this seems like the kind of thing she read in a book. Like, <laughs> like if you want to talk about yourself, start by asking the other person a question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always. But half of the time, she will catch me sort of flat-footed, and I'll be like, "What? What did you just say?" Chris, do you That's wash good. your butt? I'm like, what? Huh? What? What are you saying to me? Anyway, well, it's funny because I felt as I collected some of these. I was a little concerned that mothers are awfully cruel. Like dads are usually making a joke at your expense, but it's not like that. But mom will just like shred your ass. Like, so it really is mom. It really is mom doing this. And it's, I don't blame mom because mom has been, had had her brain poisoned by the patriarchy. (laughs) So so I told my mom that these are not me. I'm just quoting these and I'm not going to read all the handles because it would take too long. So I told my mom that I was sure I'd have beautiful, that I was sure I'd have beautiful children because average people have the prettiest kids and really good looking people have weird looking kids. And she said, you think your sister will have weird looking kids? (laughs) My mother once asked me why in God's name was I wearing white tights? I was not wearing any tights. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that is hilarious. I was showing my mom photos from an event I attended, and she looked at one pic and said, oh, you look so much nicer here. Use this one. The one she liked was not of me. <laughs> Ouch. And then I like the icy ones, though. Like, my mom crocheted three blankets for my future child when I was still in high school. When I turned 25 and there was still no hubby or babies, she told me she vacuum-packed the blankets with cedar chips so the moths don't make holes in them before I can give them away. <laughs> So there's that that is a I think this is a thing that women deal with yeah. certainly much more than men do is yes. the whole are you starting a family soon are you, are your your eggs are drying up and turning to dust I, women get that crap all the time especially you know especially mom moms want to be grandmas at some point well and terrible a, a terrible right wing troll tweeted that about a. Taylor Swift the other day, like, oh, it's crazy to think that she's 30 and that 90% of her eggs are gone. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Taylor Swift is a unique case. <laughs> but I'm sure she'll have a baby at some point. It'll be the it'll be the the most celebrated you think the it'll be like the most celebrated baby on the internet, maybe short of well, I don't know. Do do uh do the Wests, do Kanye and Kim parade their kids around too much i don't follow them on social media but do their kids get a lot of i, I try to know as little about that family as possible <laughs> at all times i can imagine the day that she has a baby and starts parading it around on, on instagram is the day i click the unfollow i think i'll pretty much be done with that at that point <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that i did find a couple of dad ones though so uh 
my dad was talking about how bad bullying is in schools. I told him I was never bullied, and he said, really? That's surprising. (laughs) (laughs) That's like something I would say to my son, like today. It's like, what? You're not getting bullied? My dad tells his students the story of how I couldn't draw an egg in middle school and ends this inspirational speech with, so if my daughter can get a PhD, so can you. I don't, what? So he tells a story. He's a teacher. He tells okay. his students a story that his daughter couldn't draw an egg in middle school. So if she can get a PhD, so can you. <laughs> Is it? Do you really have to be able to draw an egg to get a PhD, though? I don't think so. <laughs> Are those related in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> right. You can't. Well, you can you draw it twice, and it's bigger than before. <laughs> I could, could, did you ever try to draw the turtle in the back of the Reader's Digest to send it to the art school people? <laughs> no, but I did that mail-in art test one. Yeah, Do you remember the mail-in art test? <laughs> yeah, that's you the draw one. the pirate and the. Is that draw what you're talking par- about? Yeah, draw, draw, draw Tubby the turtle or whatever. Yeah, I, I had to draw, draw the pirate. Did you? Did you draw? Did you send it in? I don't remember. Did they send you something back? I figure they'd take anybody, right? When you're a kid, you're thinking, oh, man, I better draw this, like, really good, or else they won't take me. <laughs> it's like they're taking everybody, dumbass. That's, a, that's what, you know, 50-year-old me has to say, yell back to 8-year-old me. It's like, they would take you any. They'll take your money. I think my dad probably said the same thing. I think my dad probably, because I think I did it, and I asked him to send it, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll send it. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he just pitched in the garbage. <laughs> It wasn't very good. See, the bullying comment I can understand in the sense that you're making a joke to your kid. I wouldn't. A lot of these, though, are like things that parents said to their children in public in front of other people. And I'm super conscientious about that because I'm not going to add to the public shame that a child has to incur on a day to day basis. (laughs) Right. I think that I, I think I do a pretty good job of giving a hard time, an appropriate hard time to both of my kids equally. I wouldn't I wouldn't say something to my son that I wouldn't give a hard time to my daughter about. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do like, Oh, he's a boy. He can take it. Not you. You're, 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 your self-esteem is fragile. I can, I can, I can whoop up on the boy. Not, but not you young lady. I'm worried about you. No, I, I think I do a pretty good job of making sure that, that they know they're loved, but yet if they, if they open the door, sometimes I just got to walk through, right? Sometimes sure. they just say something. You're like, Oh, here it comes. This is the kind of thing I would do. So early this one is a mother one. But early in my career, my mother was visiting my cluttered office and left a note on the whiteboard. Note to Brian's colleagues: He was not raised like this. I would absolutely <laughs> leave some note. Like that. See, that's that's something your mom would definitely say. That sure, yeah. But that's you, that's not going to hurt you personally. No, that's actually funny. People would it's walk in funny. and go, "That's pretty funny." Yeah. One other dad one I wanted to mention was uh, night before business trip. I realized I booked a flight for the wrong month, called my boss and told him I needed to book a $2,500 ticket while sobbing. I said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. My dad in the next room hollered like hell it is. (laughs) (laughs) My boss then insisted he be put on speaker while my parents listed my stupidest moments. Oh, that's funny. On that's another one up. where if I heard that in like passing, I would probably shout that from the other room. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to help yourself. It'd be hard. Right? It would yeah. be hard. I wouldn't, <laughs> I'd like to think I wouldn't want to mess with my child's career in that way, shape or form. But <laughs> the, uh, this must be, if, if the boss asked to be like put on the phone here, this yeah. must be a very casual situation. Yeah. Or maybe the parent knew the boss in some way, shape or form, but still it's, <laughs> it's 
don't want to jeopardize their job. It's like, you're right. Your dad's right. You do a lot of stupid shit. You're fired. Like, oh, Dad! Damn it! Great outcome for that. Uh, the last one I was going to mention is just this woman mentions that she was being, um, well, she said she was being a bitch, so I, I guess I can say it, in seventh grade, and my mom sent me to school with a family-sized can of baked beans for lunch and nothing else. <laughs> just put this in your backpack. My, uh, my wife, her mom uh, did a april fool's prank on her where she sent her to school with chicken bones in her lunch just the last night's chicken bones of course she was so she was there she was hiding in the in the in the wings just waiting to get the reaction to where to where i was like what the hell and then and then as depression set in that she was having that she was having chicken bones for lunch her mom appeared and presented her with an actual lunch but that's that's a, pretty, that's a very mom style joke that's a that's a pretty funny joke the commitment all right well that's it for the segments and that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh ready ready dad jokes of the week woo a little bit of uh get some decent ones this week some bad ones to start some real bad ones to start all right i don't even know what this one means (laughs) (laughs) it's that bad i I don't understand it it is impenetrable (laughs) how can you shorten a bed don't sleep long in it Uh, i'm waving my hands again (laughs) again we're 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 into we're into late december mid you know the obama gif with his hands that's what i'm doing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. all right I just finished my first day of excavation training. I'm digging it. Yeah, so far. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little dark. I went to a dentist funeral yesterday. I guess he's filled his last cavity. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the hole in the ground. Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> that what is somewhat macabre. Macabre. I really want to put that in my back pocket if I have to ever have to go to a dentist funeral. <laughs> Right. Just as everybody's walking away after the body's been lowered. Uh-huh. Guess he's filled his last cavity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Je- Jesus, dude. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> so this one would make a lot more sense to me if it was socks instead of pants. I feel okay. like, they're, again, they're limping to the finish line. Why would a golfer wear two pairs of pants? If I change it to socks, I bet you get the answer. Because? In case he got a hole in one. Okay. Why would a golfer wear two pairs of socks in case he yeah. had a hole in one? That's a, that's a decent dad solve. Yeah. yeah. How do you fix a broken tuba? With a tuba glue. <laughs> With a tuba glue. With tuba glue. Call in the functional tubist and find out if you can fix a tuba glue. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, my son was crying because he didn't know what a homophone is. So I sat down next to him, patted his back and said, there, there, there. There, there, there. Did you do anything special for a hundred? Um. Okay. So, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so, I do. I have. I do have that joke. But the lady with the duck in her <laughs> stroller <laughs> reminded me of a joke. A lot. It's a little bit more of a long form joke. Go nuts! All it's right. a special occasion. Special occasion. So, this guy, he's got a pet duck, and uh. And he has to take it with him everywhere, perhaps in a stroller, because if he leaves it at home, it shits all over the place. 
So he decides one day he's going to go to the movies, but he can't leave the duck at home, so he's going to take this duck to the movies. And the guy at the box office says, I can't let you bring a duck into the movie. The guy says, well, I can't leave it at home because it shits all over the place. So I'll tell you what, go around the corner, put the duck in your pants, and then I'll sell you a ticket and you can go into the theater. It's like, all right. So he does. He puts a duck in his pants and he goes into the theater and he sits down next to these two older women. And about, you know, couple, you know, 15 minutes into the movie, the duck's all waddling around in his pants and he's like, oh God. So he unzips his fly and he lets the duck's head out. Lady looks, lady sitting there. She says to her friend, she's like, hey, there's a guy sitting over here next to me. It's like, okay, whatever. It's like, his dick's out. And she's like, you were married for 45 years. You've seen a dick. She goes, yeah, but this one's eating my popcorn. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a long way to go. <laughs> That's a long way to go. <laughs> you know what? At some point, I'll break out the long form, the long form joke. Maybe next year. I'll break out a few of the, the long form jokes that I expected uh, to laugh la- laugh harder at what at the setup. <laughs> what? Punchline was soft. <laughs> what like the guys? Yeah, that was the dick? joke. You don't explain the joke. <laughs> the duck <laughs> ruin the whole thing. The duck dick joke <laughs> was soft. Is that what you're telling me? Oh. <laughs> All right, here's the actual joke. Guy walks into a toy store and says, "Excuse me, where are the Arnold Schwarzenegger action figures?" I'll be back okay all right that's where they should be exactly let's go to the overtime overtime so in the overtime i wanted to ask you about uh the dc crossover event crisis on infinite earths occurring on the wb is that correct the cw the wb is not a thing anymore right no <laughs> sorry the cw i should know i was uh CW aficionado back in the day. I was the biggest Smallville fan there was. Oh, uh, speaking of why, speaking of the reason you should be watching, you should I know be watching Welling Crisis is back. I know Welling has returned, and I know Lois Lane is back too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the uh, but um, so I think those shows were good. So Do you, you watch these thought, DC shows? So I did. I, I you know I sort of I watched many seasons of Arrow. Okay. And I watched many seasons of The Flash. I thought they were I thought they were good. I kind of only sort of watched, um, whatever the uh, the team one is. <laughs> Titans? No, no, no. It's the the other one. Lead the uh, Heroes of Tomorrow. The God, I have no idea. All right. So yes. So I kind of only watched Legends. that. Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. And I've only kind of watched that. So, um, do you watch Supergirl? I did watch the first season of Supergirl. Okay. And they, they, that's when they, you know, so when they, they started doing little crossovers between Arrow and Flash. Right. And then they, they've been incorporating, that's, they've gone, they've expanded the CW universe. Right. So for those of you who, um, who do follow this or have a passing interest in this, if you're not following Sarah Netsley, who uh, who appeared on Moving the Needle podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's great. And she runs a... She's, she's, she's totally into this. In fact, she's like a journalism professor, and she writes, she writes stuff for 
like magazines about. Where would we follow her? Do you know? You follow her at Sarah Netsley, S-A-R-A-N-E-T-Z-L-E-Y. Oh, spelled uh, like it sounds. Yeah. She's also from my neck of the woods in central Illinois. So, um, but she's terrific. And uh, so if you have a passing interest in this kind of stuff, she's she's recapping it and doing all the all the things you need to to uh, catching up all you need to. But oh, she does the she does the Entertainment Weekly recaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's like really she's real world like famous. Cool. So the um, so as I've I've watched it, I sort of fell out of it. I hadn't watched these. I hadn't watched the shows in at least the last season and a half, couple seasons. So, but I'm back for this. So I jumped in on Sunday night, watched it. It was not a problem. But um. You know, it's Crisis on Infinite Earth for you DC people, for people who read comic books, was a huge, huge deal. Yeah, that's why I wanted to talk to you about this, because I wish I cared about it. And I just don't at all. I can't. I, I, I don't know. I guess they, like, when they when they reset from the Smallville and like started doing, and when Arrow was a different guy and it wasn't... Uh, Hartley. Yes. Dreamy. Dreamy. Yeah. Dreamy Hartley. <laughs> dreamy Justin Hartley. <laughs> I never got into that, and I tried to watch a little bit of it, and it just didn't take for me. And then none of the other shows have ever looked interesting to me at all, and the costuming bothers me a lot. Like, mm. all the stills I see of it, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. They like Everybody looks terrible. Yeah, I, I, you have to take into account, this is the hard part about having TV, and this is also the, the you know, you have TV budgets, and you have all these kinds of things. I mean, you're not going to get... Um, an Avengers Endgame kind of a scene, and but I, fir- I, I demand at least Defenders quality entertainment. Well, here's the problem with the in the first episode, the the Anti Monitor is sending his army to fight them on this one Earth. I forget which Earth it is. Supergirl's Earth. I forget the number. Doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter. The uh, you see that he sends basically, you know. What are the things from Harry Potter? <laughs> what are the floating yeah, rings the not, from Harry the, I, I, Yeah, the faux Dementors they're using. Yeah, Dementors. Yeah. Yes. So he sends an army of Dementors, which they're sort of just dispatching with their superpowers and, of course, with arrows. <laughs> because because you can dispatch Dementors with arrows. Anywho. They're spe- um, special phantasm yeah, absorbing arrow Right. Tips. So that part, I mean, they're just handcuffed by, they're just handcuffed by tv limitations right yeah so I'm, I'm happy to forgive them that and and they're telling a pretty good story and it's it's kind of a fun thing to to wrap up all this i mean i'm not going to watch anything after this is basically what i'm telling you is are you watching is, batwoman no even though i have a huge crush on ruby rose i was gonna she's, say i really like ruby rose i find her very entertaining to watch yeah she's super attractive and she's super good at, at this uh at, at being a batwoman I, you know, I think I you know I watched a couple episodes of Batwoman. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And but I'm not I'm not going to stick with it. I don't have a my TV watching time is not is yeah. not uh, is not high. So I have to. I'm trying to pick off some things. I'm trying to keep up with Watchmen. I'm trying to watch some other. I'm trying to watch uh, you know Dark Materials. I'm trying to mm-hmm. watch a few other things. So when I wrap those up, um, I don't know if I'll come back and watch huge stretches of of you know whole season catch up of arrow or the flash so are they doing full 20 episode seasons of these shows yes they are they're doing yeah so this is just the the 
end of the half season finale right this is so right and like each show it's their own show right they, the crossover it's yeah. actually it's not its own thing okay yeah it's five, yeah, 20 episodes fi- a season i'm never watching that. yeah it's five nights five night five shows five yeah five nights kind of a deal is the lex luther character at least good um okay no i'm definitely not watching it then <laughs> if you if you told me that luthor on the show was compelling i'd probably watch yeah i know there's one there's a there's a whole bunch of supergirl that i missed and i think that's where Lex Luthor's involved. So Right. Oh, and Brandon Routh. Routh? Ruth? Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing he's been playing Ray Palmer. He's been playing okay. the Atom. So basically it's their Iron Man. Basically the Atom is the is Iron Man. But he's not Superman? But he's playing Superman in the crossover. So he's playing both okay. roles. Gotcha. Okay, weird. Yeah. They gotta put the suit back on. He he looks great in the suit. I mean he was. I think he was a good choice for Superman. He just got a shitty movie. Let's blame. Let's blame Brian Singer for screwing that all up, and lots of other things. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, that's our show, episode one hundred. Our thanks to all of you. Our sincere thanks to all of you who have or list currently or have listened or current or are listening to the Two on Three Pod. We hope you enjoyed this week's extra special episode. If you don't already. Please subscribe and a review via your favorite podcast provider. And as always, please don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We really do love to hear from you and, and love the feedback and, and love when people give us ideas because we want to know what you want to hear us go in on. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace. Peace.